coming up on the Sark Fighter Podcast. During April, Sarkoidosis Awareness Month, that's the time when our community really comes together. April is Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, and FSR has all kinds of things planned to raise both money and awareness for our cause. So throughout the month of April, we're inviting the community to join Steps for Stark, take their steps, and create a team, whether they intend to complete the physical step challenge or not. Foundation for Sarcoidosis Awareness Marketing Manager Kathy Davis, Director of Development Angela Freelander, and Outreach Coordinator Leslie Baxter all join me to talk about all the ways that we can let the world know what's going on with those of us who have Sark and more ways to keep fighting. This is the Sark Fighter Podcast, living with sarcoidosis and other rare diseases. Here's your host, John Carlin. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Sark Fighter podcast, brought to you in part by a grant from A-Tire Pharma. I'm recording today from my home office, my studio, if you will, in Roanoke, Virginia. My trusty dog, Dougal, is chewing on a bone under a table here in the studio, so all is good with the world. Everything is better when Dougal helps out with the podcast. Also, I want to let you know if you have pulmonary sarcoidosis and you're between the ages of 18 to 75, you may qualify for a new clinical trial. The Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research is excited to be partnering with Novartis for a research study to test an investigational treatment that may help those living with pulmonary sarcoidosis. This opportunity is not only taking place in the United States, there are also international locations available. Visit www.stopsarcoidosis.org to learn more and see if you qualify. And for participating international locations, check out clinicaltrials.gov and search sarcoidosis CMK389, CMK389. There will be a link to more information in the show notes. I do this podcast to offer my fellow Sark fighters hope and to help you connect with other Sark patients and with the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research so you can hear the stories and understand how sarcoidosis affects everybody's lives. And hopefully that gives you a a way to understand what you are dealing with, what you might need to overcome, whether it's the disease or the effects of the medicine or both. And, you know, to me... You know, my wife always says, well, it doesn't make me feel any better to know other people are dealing with whatever issue that she might be dealing with. But to me, it just gives you gives you some perspective, right? It tells you that what's going on with you is either expected in some way that there are other people dealing with it and that there are folks out there who are trying to solve that problem or maybe have solved that problem. Maybe there's a medication, maybe there's a therapy, maybe you're teetering on whether you want to go see a therapist and you don't know whether that makes you look or feel weak or whether that's absolutely the best way to deal with what is going on. And that's just one example. So listening to other people's stories I think has certainly helped me and I hope it helps you. And I think that's that's one of the best ways that this podcast can help fight sarcoidosis. Now, 
Today, we have a solid dose of hope. April is a big month in our world. It is Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, and April 13th is World Sarcoidosis Awareness Day. And the people at the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research have a full slate plan for the entire month, and that's what we'll be talking about on the podcast today. So, But I can give you a kind of a glimpse ahead of what you're going to be hearing about Back again this year will be Steps for Sarcoidosis, where you sign up and start walking for Sark. It's very doable, and you probably will not need to walk much more than you normally would in a given day, but now you'll get credit for it, and you'll help fight Sark along the way. So um, the, the folks from FSR will be talking about that. There's also going to be a chance to learn more about neurosarcoidosis. Uh, there's a, a special seminar coming up, which I appreciate as a neurosarc sufferer. And then there's even something called laughter yoga. Laughter yoga. And they're going to talk about that. Something a little bit different, right? Also, how about this? Can you tell your sarc story in 10 words? 10 words. Now that is a challenge, but give it a try and the team will be telling you how you can do that and then post it on social media. And by the way, if you can't, there's a workaround on that, but give it a shot. Can you tell your start, your Sark story in 10 years, uh, 10 years, 10 words. Okay. And then get your purple out because they'll be wanting pictures of you supporting the effort and taking shots of you wearing purple, the official sarcoidosis color and there's a couple of new hashtags that you'll need to be aware of so we can do a massive social media push during Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. Now, you're going to be hearing more opportunities to participate probably than you can keep up with. So just know that all of the links will be in the show notes here of the Sark Fighter podcast. Or you can go to StopSarcoidosis.org, the official FSR website, and everything will be right there for you as well. So stand by. Because Angela, Kathy, and Leslie are coming up. I feel like a zombie Just feeding at stumbling Hi, I hope you're enjoying the Sark Fighter Podcast. You may be wondering, what can I do to help? How can I be a part of the sarcoidosis solution? It's simple. Make a donation to KISS. Kick in to stop sarcoidosis. 100% of the money goes to the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Look for a link in the show notes of the Sark Fighter Podcast. Welcome back to the Sark Fighter Podcast, and we are ready to go. And I'm going to start now with Angela. So, Angela, first of all, talk a little bit about April Sarcoidosis Awareness Month for people who maybe are kind of just joining this community. Yeah, absolutely, John. So basically every year, FSR is so proud to be able to lead our community in awareness, educational, and support efforts all and initiatives all year long. Although during April, Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, that's the time when our community really comes together and we aim to raise even more awareness through our programs, um, reaching more people impacted by sarcoidosis through strategic messaging, providing support and networking opportunities for those in our community with events, and educating the public about sarcoidosis. During 
April Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, FSR hosts educational events, networking events, and invites our community to participate in awareness opportunities to help us expand sarcoidosis research and educational reach around the world. Last year, John, our community joined us for educational wellness and social engagement events during the month of April, and more than 520 people registered for community events to come together, socialize, and learn. Additionally, during our uh, Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, our community raised awareness for sarcoidosis internationally by engaging in our Steps for Sarc program. Over 350 participants joined from seven different countries and together took over 15 million steps and raised over $57,000 in order to drive research advancements and provide support for educational and wellness programs and initiatives. And that is a lot. I mean, that that really is. And and so, you know, when you, when you look at this, <laughs> and we're going to talk more about the steps thing here in a little while, but... So now you've got FSR leading the community for Sarcoidosis Awareness Month this year. So, uh, and, and I know some of the answers to these questions, but I want you to share with the listeners what's planned for this year. Yeah, we are so excited um, about Awareness Month this year in particular, John, because we think that with the help of our dedicated community members, we are going to have Sarcoidosis Awareness Month go viral. We are so excited to share that on April 1st, we are launching our What is Sarcoidosis? Make it Visible campaign. We're going to build on the incredible momentum that was raised in 2021, and we plan to use this powerful theme to create curiosity and drive even more engagement and information sharing about sarcoidosis, the lived experience, how to support those living with sarcoidosis, and empower our community to help make progress towards better treatments and a cure. We believe through our What is Sarcoidosis? Make It Visible program that we can have a super far and impactful reach. John, too often when people, when people say the word sarcoidosis, their response is, well, what is sarcoidosis, right? Which usually comes after a breakdown of how to pronounce sarcoidosis. Mm -hmm. And all of us at FSR want to change this. We want more people to know about sarcoidosis and how it impacts those living with the disease. We believe that when more people know about sarcoidosis, more people will be aware of the symptoms, receive treatment sooner, and lead to better outcomes for those living with sarcoidosis. Additionally, as a rare disease, we know that sarcoidosis does not get the representation it deserves and can go unnoticed and undetected in those living with sarcoidosis for many years. We also hear from those in our community that because they don't look sick, the severity of their symptoms does not receive as much attention as other more common diseases. And through this campaign, we want to change that and make it visible. That's hashtag make it visible, right? Hashtag make it visible. That's right. <laughs> and, that, and that's, that's going to be key. So, so yeah, there's a lot planned. So, and if people are listening and they're thinking, okay, that sounds good. How do I get involved? And, and participate in hashtag make it visible. Talk a little bit about that, yeah. if you would. 
Yeah, absolutely. We are inviting the sarcoidosis community and all of uh, our supporters and sarcoidosis warriors out there to contribute in as many ways as possible. Join our Steps for Sark program, share our messaging on social media, and ask others to join you to raise awareness for sarcoidosis. And we are going to have some very specific ways that people can can do that. I want to shift gears now and bring Kathy in. Uh, Kathy is the communications manager for FSR. So how do people find out more about all these things that Angela's just talked about, Kathy? Yeah, good question, John. Um, so FSR has put together a terrific web page dedicated to this year's Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. Um, here on the webpage, it contains sarcoidosis resources and fact sheets, advocacy toolkits, social media toolkits, fundraising toolkits, any kind of toolkit you can imagine. Um, plus, plenty of additional information will be added throughout the month, so we encourage you to check back and check often. Uh, the website is stopsarcoidosis.org slash awareness 2022. So go ahead and check that out and see all that it has to offer. Um, we also encourage people to follow us on social media uh, at Stop Sarcoidosis. We are currently on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube, um, and we'll be posting new and exciting content and resources all month long. Uh, we also will be sending weekly updates via email with important information about um, new events. So make sure to visit our website and click on the Join Our Community button to sign up and receive our emails. And so uh, it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Is it, is it, do you search foundation for sarcoidosis research or do you search stop sarcoidosis? Do you know off the top of your head or is it different for all of them and too complicated? So all of them except LinkedIn has the handle at stop sarcoidosis. Um, LinkedIn, you have to search for foundation for sarcoidosis research, but you can search for that on any of them and we should pop right up. And you pop right up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm following you on all of them, but I can't remember exactly what the steps were that, that led me to, uh, to get, to get on and discover. Um, all right. So yeah, they're on our, our website too. So, okay, great. Yep. Um, which is stop sarcoidosis.org. Correct. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, so now we've got all these events coming up and I don't know how you guys are going to survive as the team that puts all this together because this month is super busy and it actually starts at right here at the end of March, right? Yes, that's right. Um, you can thank Mindy, our director of patient programming for all of these events. There's literally like two a week. So plenty of opportunities to get involved. And yeah, the first one is coming up on March 30th. This is going to be a COVID webinar um, with Dr. Logan Harper from the Cleveland Clinic. It'll be focused on demystifying COVID and include information about um, understanding the risks, the vaccines, the new COVID treatments that are always coming out. So that's definitely a good one to put on your calendar. Um, and then, yeah, we have a packed schedule throughout the rest of the month. Um, April 7th, we're doing something new we've never done before called Laughter Yoga. Um, so it's if you've never heard of it, it's almost like with this leader who will be teaching people how to kind of like fake laugh. And it actually is supposed to be very therapeutic um, and getting people to actually then like feel happy. So we're excited about that. Can, can I um, what, what, So you're doing course. like downward dog and you're laughing at the same time? Or are you just no, sitting, you could just be or you're just sitting there laughing. Yeah, you could just be sitting in your chair. No yoga, no yoga mat required for this. Got it. Okay, very good. Thank you. 
April That's 11th through question. the 15th, you've got Ask the Experts on Inspire. What's that about? Um, so we have done this for the last few years. Um, if you're not on the Inspire community, we encourage people to join. It's an online health platform. You can communicate with other sarcoidosis patients and uh, caregivers. Um, so we have three doctors who will be joining us this year from the University of Texas Health. You'll be able to just um, sign up and post any questions you have for them. And throughout the week, they will um, respond. So that's a great one for um, education. Gotcha. And then what, April 12th, uh, Spine Sark webinar, which I'm signed up for. So uh, that's because it's NeuroSark, right? Correct. And this is actually the first webinar we've ever done focused on uh, the spine. So this is going to be a really good one. Um, it's with expert Dr. Flanagan. Um, so definitely um, we encourage people to sign up for that one if that's an area that they um, are looking for more information on. Yeah. Well, there's only 5% of us in this small world of sarcoidosis patients who have neurosarc. Um, so I'm glad. I just want to say thank you on behalf of my fellow neurosarc folks. All right. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I think that's yeah, I keep interrupting you, uh, but I know you've got a long list to get through here. So no, I've, I appreciate it. it yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, April thirteenth, we're coming back with World Sark Day trivia. We did this last year, and it was a lot of fun to get together with other people in the community. And there's some trivia about sarcoidosis, and then some trivia about other things. So that's going to be a really fun one this year. Um, and that's on World Sark Day, which is the thirteenth. Um, and then fast forward into the 25th, we have our Memorial Monday event, which is a lovely tribute event dedicated to those that we've lost to sarcoidosis. Um, and we will be sharing the creative ways that um, people choose to remember their loved ones. So if you would like to include someone in the Memorial Tribute slideshow, uh, we invite you to send their name, photo, and something special about them to info at stopsarcosis.org. Um, then on the 28th, we have a new event called Coping with Grief Through Art. So we'll be exploring um, different ways that you can cope with some of the um, hardships that you've had through your life through creative expression. Um, and then we have two events that we don't have um, dates figured out yet. Uh, we will include that information once it's live, but we're going to have a really exciting paint night fundraiser um, where you'll be able to join and choose from two different paintings to uh, paint along with, with uh, a painter who will be guiding us through these. Um, the first one will be the Ignore No More Women of Color campaign imagery, which was absolutely beautiful. Um, and then some snowflake imagery, of course, for sarcoidosis being the snowflake disease. Um, there will be a fee associated with this one and the proceeds will benefit FSR. So that's going to be one we're really excited about. And then finally, we have a cooking and nutrition class in April as well that we will be sharing more information about once that is available. Yeah. And I can tell you that that's if people want to know, is there something I can eat that will help me feel better? I, yes, I, get, I yes. get that over and over and over from, from people and, and a lot of people have had some success with uh, finding anti-inflammatory foods and that sort of thing. So um, great. So now, now, of course, you're the communications person. And the whole goal here is to sort of rally all of the troops so we can get everybody pushing out information about not just coming from you, but from, from all of us about sarcoidosis, telling their story. So what can people do? 
during April to try and, and uh, raise awareness for sarcoidosis? Yeah, so we are really excited about the social media campaign that we're doing this year. Um, Social media is one of the most powerful tools out there for people to help spread awareness. So we're really um, encouraging everyone to utilize their um, media uh, handles and help deepen the understanding of sarcoidosis show the solidarity and help, you know, hashtag make it visible by posting a black and white photo of yourself with a short 10 word story about why sarcoidosis awareness is important to you and what you want your community to know. So you could say like, either I am living with sarcoidosis or I know someone living with sarcoidosis and then just about what is it that's so important for you for people to know. Um, make sure you use the hashtag, make it visible, you know, tag FSR at stop sarcoidosis and post as often as you like, you know, post weekly, post, you know, even daily, if you want, the more that we can get people to be sharing their photos and their experiences, um, the more that we can, you know, make this go viral and help raise awareness for sarcoidosis. So um, your story really is your superpower and it's the best way to make sarcoidosis visible is uh, sharing your experience with those in your own circle and community. And, you know, that's the important thing to remember. Everybody's got a story and everybody's story is important. But I know that you are trying to get people to do this in 10 words or less. So this is like the Twitter version of tell your story, right? Yeah, it's like the super condensed Twitter version, but that you can post again and again. So make it, you know, share your story in 40 words with, Four posts. Four posts. So, okay. Because yeah. I'm, I feel challenged by that, but I also think that if, if people can do it, it'd be really impactful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're excited for it. Okay, and so, uh, and you really want to uh, just just get everybody to to get out there and and share their stories, and you know, because when I interview people on the podcast. We'll, we'll talk for 45 minutes. So you really want to edit that. You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, they talked about digestible content. So, you know, if you want to do a longer post, of course, that's always encouraged. You know, some people have a lot to say and you can also also submit a blog to FSR. We love to share um, content from those in our community. So if you have a longer story, please feel free to share it with us. Um, and post a longer story if you'd like, but the, sh- the short ones are what, you know, are more likely to get read. So that's why we're aiming for shorter stories. Got it. All right, let's bring Leslie in now, the outreach coordinator for FSR. So one of the things you're working on is getting our doctors, our physicians more involved with this. So uh, how, how can physicians help make hashtag make it visible? Right. Thanks so much, John. Um, Well, for Awareness Month, uh, patients, the best thing they could do is direct their doctors to the FSR website. Um, Their doctors can learn about our upcoming events, um, you know, all of our awareness events. Um, Patients can remind their doctors to reach out to FSR uh, to receive uh, awareness resources, such as our social media toolkit, um, steps for SARC team res- uh, registration, which um, Angela I know we'll talk about in a little bit, um, and our call to action. Um, but it's not only during Awareness Month that patients can spread the word about FSR to their doctors, it's every day. <laughs> uh, we really encourage to remind your doctors to visit our website and to join our 
uh, our physician community. Um, there, they'll receive frequent updates on all of our opportunities that we have, such as you know, clinical trials, funding, and upcoming um, funding opportunities, and patient events and clinical events. Um, lastly, and mo most importantly, you know, I think is um, extremely important, remind your providers to stay informed. Um, by staying up to date on research and, uh, you know, emerging opportunities at FSR, providers can really advance your own care and build a partnership with you, the patient. Um, so that is, I think, by far the most important. Now, you have a plan here for black and white photos under, under the banner of hashtag make it visible. Tell me a little bit about that. How do you want that to work and who do you want to do it? Sure, sure. Well, um, you know, our clinicians and our clinics can do a lot on their own um, to help hashtag make it visible this month or this upcoming month. Um, as you've heard so far, we've built up a fabulous campaign for our SARC warriors, caregivers, and the community to spread awareness about sarcoidosis research. Um, we are also providing sarcoidosis clinicians and our clinics with the tools they'll need to spread awareness. Uh, so we'll be sending, a, sending out a weekly newsletter to all of our clinicians. Specifically, um, it will include the, you know, the theme of the week, ways they can support their patients, and uh, tools for social media support. Uh, we've created, um, or I should say Kathy has created an amazing social media toolkit for uh, specifically for our, cl our clinicians to send out to them. Um, it will provide them everything they need to spread awareness on their own social media platforms, whether it be, you know, their hospital platform or their own personal uh, social media platform. Um, we are, again, which Angela will talk about soon, we're inviting our clinics to participate in Steps for SARC. Um, and we're hoping that care teams will join in uh, the walk to support their own patient community. A few more things that we're doing uh, for our clinics and our, our uh, clinicians is on World SARC Day, April 13th, we'll be asking our uh, sarcoidosis doctors and their teams to dress up in purple and snap a photo for social media to share um, to share with F, you know to share with our community. Um, we got great submissions last year, so we're hoping that that um, really works against because you know those are those travel throughout the year. Um, those really uh, those are usable throughout the year. So um, we're really excited for that. So, um, so you want those photos posted, the, the doctors and their patients dressed up in purple, snap a photo, um, and then share it with which hashtag? Make it visible? Hashtag make it visible, all one word? Um, yeah, you definitely use the hashtag make it visible, all one word. Uh, you could also hashtag sarcoidosis awareness. Um, in our social media toolkit that we send out to our clinics and our clinicians, we do list all the hashtags that they're able to use. Um, you know, we've gotten great success with having our uh, care teams um, just come together for this photo. Um, so uh, we're hoping that that will that will will be successful with that again this year. Um, and um, we are also asking our clinicians to, to also do the black and white photos for hashtag make it visible, as Kathy mentioned before. So mm -hmm. we'll have them um, ask, we'll be asking them to do that. Um, and like I said before, clinicians can help to support FSR throughout the year. 
We encourage all of our providers to drive patients to FSR, share our website, and lead, the, um, lead their patients to FSR patient events and programs. I think that's interesting. We're doing black and white photos. So in one, in one option here, we're, we're taking pictures in purple because it's all about purple, which is our, our color for sarcoidosis uh, awareness, uh, for sarcoidosis in general. But then, you know, I guess what happens is, is the black and white photos really kind of stand out in a world of all these, you know, I've got the latest cell phone, which, you know, I'm very fortunate to have the, the, the 13, the, the Apple, the, the iPhone 13, the pictures are just amazing. I can't believe how good the pictures are and how bright and vibrant they are. But if you really want to stand out, you, you do something in black and white and erase all of that. And then that's the one that really stands out anymore. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think the black and white photos are really impactful because <laughs> they make people, you know, take a minute and stop and really read the content there and really yeah. just, um, take a moment to actually look at the photo. Awesome. Angela, let's pivot back to you for a minute. Um, last year, the Steps for Shark program was super successful. So we're bringing it back? Yes, we are. We are so excited that um, we're bringing Steps for Shark back for a second year. And we're inviting um, everyone in our community to participate in this virtual endurance and awareness challenge. So this year, John, as, as we've been talking about, we hope to build off the incredible success from last year and with the hashtag Make It Visible campaign, raise even more awareness. So throughout the month of April, we're inviting the community to join Steps for Stark, take their steps and create a team, whether they intend to complete the physical step challenge or not. Because by joining the program, our community can invite friends, family, colleagues, neighbors to help raise awareness and funds in order to drive progress and change for the community. Got it. So it's coming back. So how does Steps for Sark actually raise awareness and, and, and how do you leverage that, if you will, to, to make more people know about sarcoidosis? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So at every step, pun intended there, the Steps for Sark program is tied back to our goal to, in, to help increase the understanding of sarcoidosis and to hashtag make it visible. So by April 30th, we're inviting our community to participate and help raise awareness and take steps to help our community raise $61,250 and together complete 61,250,000 steps. For each person that joins Steps for Sark, there's an individual goal of taking 175,000 steps in the month, which is tied back to approximately how many people are living with sarcoidosis in the U.S. So with this program, we want to educate our community, family, and friends and tell them about every step we take this month to help honor all those whose lives have been impacted by sarcoidosis. We are asking people to take steps and join us as we walk toward a world without sarcoidosis. So that means, John, we need at least 350 people to join our community and help us take the steps um, to get us to that 61,250,000 step goal. 
So if someone can't walk 175,000 steps in 30 days, that's not a problem at all. That point, that's a great opportunity to tag our friends, family to join and help us help them reach their 175,000 steps and help to raise awareness and funds on the path to progress. So, and, and the fundraising goal is $61,250. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> that, that's the most unusual goal I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John, it's, 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 it's unique because it, again, ties back to our goal of 61,250,000 steps. We made it a little bit more um, achievable. However, again, that relates back to um, the education piece of the hashtag make it visible campaign, because we want to, we want to um, make it visible for all the people that are lit, who've been impacted by sarcoidosis in the U.S. with, with, which we know is approximately 175,000 people. And we want to raise more awareness than we did last year. So we need more than 350 people to join us. So we can say that we're making it visible for the approximately 175,000 people living with sarcoidosis and raising more awareness than um, we did last year to make our make it visible hashtag make it visible campaign go viral. All right. So how do you do this? How do people how do people get involved and participate? Yeah. So during Awareness Month, if people visit our website, which is www.stopsarcoidosis.org, they'll be able to find the Stepsler Sark website on the FSR homepage. It'll be a banner um, across the page where they can click to learn more about Steps for Sark and register. So basically, FSR has an online platform or website where people can create their own team, they can track their steps and contribute to the program. Through this online website, participants can customize their page, include their story, and even upload a picture and invite their friends, family, and coworkers to join to raise awareness too. The website will include a designated page for tools and resources to help people get started and get their team off the ground. Now, that may sound daunting to people who don't think that they have the ability to like quote unquote, create a website, but it's, it's literally like coloring by the numbers that you get there and it just walks you through all the steps. It's so easy. Exactly. It's very user-friendly. Um, it's in a couple steps, a few minutes, really, you can really get from, um, uh, you can build your own page and start inviting um, your friends and family to join and track your steps. Um, the FSR website will have more tools and resources as well as a step-by-step -step guide uh, to help people get started if they have any questions. And of course, if anyone has any questions, they can um, reach out to the team at FSR and we'll be more than happy to, to help someone um, get their team off the ground. Okay. So people need to get their, uh, their walking shoes out and get ready to go do this, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Leslie, I understand also that um, we're hoping that some of these clinics get involved with Steps for Sark. Yes, exactly, John. Um, we really encourage our clinics and our clinicians to build their own teams. Uh, they can compete against other clinics. Um, see who has the most steps. Uh, we love for clinicians to post about Steps for Sark on social media uh, and also repost FSR's, uh, FSR's post. They can share their team link page and they, of course, can track their steps every day to meet our community goal. Uh, we really need clinicians to join this challenge to step up and really stand for their patients. 
So, and Angela, what, what, what do people have to do to be successful at this? You know, John, the most that we found the most successful participants help raise awareness and get their really get their friends, family, and even their communities involved. As Kathy mentioned, social media is a powerful tool. So we recommend posting on social media and sharing your progress with folks throughout the month. Take pictures, completing your steps, um, share your black and white photos and share where you're at towards your step goal. For each post, don't forget to include the link to your Steps for Start page because you never know who will see your message and want to join in raising awareness for sarcoidosis. The more the message is shared, the more the power the program holds and more awareness is raised. And people don't only have to be on social media. People can use their email. People can text about their um, Steps for Start page. People can um you know, walk by walking their dog or, um, you know, hanging out in the park, talk to people about steps for Sark and awareness month, whenever they have the opportunity. Yeah. I think that's important is, is you want, you want to get that social media thing going where somebody posts it and then somebody shares it and somebody else shares that. And all of a sudden you've reached a lot of, a lot of people, you don't just reach your own community, you reach, you know, other people's social media spheres of influence. And, and that's, that's really important. Um, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. So Kathy, uh, what else would you want people to know as we head into April and we look at all these events, Step for Sark and these hashtags and everything we talked about, what would you, what would you want people to know and do? Yeah, I know we just threw a lot of information out there, John. So um, really encourage people to visit our website so you can find it all there um, and read through it again. Um, but yeah, it's just a terrific time to get involved with April being Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. Um, just to kind of recap, um, again, you know, share your black and white photos and your stories with the hashtag Make It Visible. Um, get involved with Steps for Sark create a page, share it as often as you can, um, encourage your friends and family to make pages too, um, attend all of our events or, you know, as many as that you'd like, um, and just, you know, help us go viral for Awareness Month and have the farthest reach that we possibly can. You know, this is the best way to, um, you know, raise awareness about sarcoidosis and get um, the message across that we you know, or trying to make it visible and trying to um, educate the public um, on what sarcoidosis is. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I talk about this, and I'll just throw this out to the group, I like people to listen to this podcast and feel like there's hope, right? Feel like, you know, that, that they've got sarcoidosis, but people are doing something about it, something beyond prednisone, which is awful. So somebody, Somebody just tell me you know, how all of this winds up being results for sarcoidosis. Who wants to take that? Okay, Angela, it's you. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things, <laughs> that Sorry. sounds good. So um, really what, what it's all about, John, is the more people that know about sarcoidosis, the more pe- we know there are more people living with sarcoidosis and more people need to know about sarcoidosis for their beach, 
um, change um, for us to create change, right? Um, it's it's like the phrase um, the squeaky wheel um, gets the gets the most attention, right? And we need to be the squeaky wheel. We all need to be the squeaky wheel. We need to say that prednisone is not okay. We need to do better, right? There needs to be more treatments. We need um, more research um, and, and more progress to be made so that one day there is a cure and people don't have to um, live on prednisone to, to manage their sarcoidosis symptoms. So um, every, every person that um, knows about sarcoidosis, every dollar that's raised helps um, make this possible. Um, and that's what we're hoping to do. Excellent. Okay, guys. Well, look, I know you guys, I've, I've worked with a lot of nonprofits over the years, and I know that everybody's got their jobs, but what really makes the people who come to work every day at the organization, the, the, the staff, the dedicated people there is events are, are what make you guys jobs really busy and really hectic and you don't have any time for yourself or your family. So on behalf of the community, I want to thank you guys for stepping up and putting all this together because I know you've got so much going on and you've got this national reach. And, and I, I do feel like uh, the foundation is getting more and more traction in the medical community. And you, you guys are connecting me with researchers. And I know that I'm just scratching the surface, but I know what's happening. And, but we got to raise the money. We got to raise the awareness. We got to keep it in front of people, right? Exactly. And I think that's the key to, to being hopeful. I think um, patients and, and people who've been impacted by sarcoidosis um, should know that that we're fighting every single day for, for the entire community. And um, there, there there is hope. I think that um, there's more interest than ever by the industry in pursuing the field of sarcoidosis and helping um, those who've been impacted and, and everyone in the community. And um, there, there are people out there who, who care about um, this community and, and you know, are working every day to help find a cure. Great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks so much, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, John. I feel like a zombie Just feeding at stumbling Once again, please remember everything they talked about is available at the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research official website, stopsarcoidosis.org. And I'll put uh, as many of the links as I can keep up with in the show notes. Uh, but although probably what I'll be doing is be directing you honestly to the website because that is the uh, that is where everything lives. That's where all the information is. So anyway, look in the show notes or go directly to the website as long as you get there if that's all that matters. Got to remind you, the official Sark Fighter song is called Zombie, and that's by Mark Steyer and his band, The White Hot Lizards. You can hear Mark's story because he's a fellow Sark Fighter. The story behind those haunting lyrics, that's all the way back in episode 12. And I do appreciate his willingness to allow me to use his song, his band's song, um, as the official song for the Sark Fighter podcast. Of course, I call this the Sark Fighter podcast, as you know by now, because I'm fighting Sark and so are you, whether you're a caregiver, a patient, or a researcher, or somewhere in between. And I appreciate all of you being here, no matter what your reason is for joining, so we can gather, so people don't feel alone. 
and know that there is a reason to hope. And the official uh, release date is every other Monday for the Sark Fighter podcast. A couple of bonus episodes, too, I want you to know about. You can go back and listen to a bonus episode on Sark and COVID that we did way back in the middle of the pandemic. But I think it's still relevant because, you know, folks are wondering, well, how immune suppressed am I? Should I be getting the booster shot? Or in second? And many I've talked to two people now who've had their second booster shot already for a total for me for instance if you have Pfizer um, that's four shots so you have the original two and then the booster and now they're saying uh, people over 65 and people who are immune suppressed and I'm just reading this you know from the media uh, should be looking at a fourth shot I would say talk to your doctor first but that's out there and that's something to think about. But our special episode kind of went back and looked with the experts at how those of us taking some of these medications that fight SARC might uh, also have an impact on uh, how our bodies uh, react to the threat of COVID. So that's just something you might want to go back and listen to. Um, and then also, uh, we just recorded recently uh, bonus episode on the universal barriers that we all face in fighting the disease, but looking at really particular barriers for certain folks who have even more to overcome to get treatment than say, I do. You know, I'm very fortunate. I have good insurance. I'm able to go to the doctor when I need to. I have an understanding boss. I have plenty of sick time. Uh, I don't have to watch a small child who might be more important in terms of scheduling than my day. Uh, I, I have grandchildren, but my kids are all raised and out of the house. So when I, when I start feeling bad, I can go to the doctor and I can get it paid for, but not everybody can. And so we look at, at the universal barriers, but then we also looked at, um, you know, what happens when you've got sarcoidosis and you can't get to the doctor or you get to the doctor and you can't afford it um, or other things are going on in your life. So anyway, something to, uh, to listen to. And there's another bonus episode out there. If you're new here and just trying to figure out what sarcoidosis is, go back and listen to episode two with Dr. Simon Hart. That's one of the most listened to episodes. He just kind of went over sarcoidosis 101. Like what is sarc? How do you know you've got it? How do you deal with it? What are the typical things that happen to people when they're diagnosed? That sort of thing. And then my story is in episode one, the backstory to the founding of the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. I was very fortunate to interview Andrea and Redding Wilson, who started FSR more than 20 years ago. And Andrea uh, suffers from sarcoidosis even to this day. But there's a lot more resources out there fighting now because she and her husband, Redding, sat down at their kitchen table and said, we're going to do something about this. And they literally started the foundation. If you want to contact me, please send me an email. It's in the show notes, carlinagency at gmail.com. Follow The Sark Fighter on Instagram and Sark Fighter on Facebook. And that'll be really important as we all start to push things out during the month of April. And speaking of pushing things out, I appreciate your interest in the Sark Fighter podcast. It helps me reach more people and grow the show and have more impact if you share the link on your social media. I do appreciate that. 
that. And if you like it, really just tell one person, tell one other person in the sarcoidosis space, hey, have you listened to the Sarc Fighter podcast? You need to give it a listen because they're doing good work over there and it really helps um, improve the success of the mission to fight sarcoidosis. Okay, thanks again to Angela Kathy and Leslie for joining me here today and thank you for all of your hard work that you're doing at the foundation. We all appreciate it and let's hope that this uh, research and awareness and fundraising all finds continued success. Until next time, keep fighting.